0: What's up, everybody? It's Aristotle Full Throttle. I'm here with my very good friend, Mr. Travis Thompson. And we're going to talk today about that deleted scene with the Joker from the Batman. Did you guys see that? It's crazy. I haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen it yet, so we're excited to actually watch that, review it live with you here on Aristotle Full Throttle. Travis, are you excited? Did you see the Batman, first of all? I'm stoked. You're stoked? I
1: saw the Batman. I have opinions on yeah. the Batman. Okay. And, uh, and I'm excited to share them.
0: Yes. What are... what. What was your general feeling at leaving the theater?
1: Well, that that's a loaded question, because my feelings leaving the theater um, don't exactly match my feelings at this current moment in time. Oh, yeah? But um, I loved it, leaving the theater. Really? I loved it. Okay. I was pretty tired, though. Yeah. And I believe that may have clouded my judgment a bit.
0: <laughs> the <laughs> just, movie, just a bit. The movie is three hours long.
1: It's three <laughs> hours long and at least 30 minutes too long.
0: Th- 30 minutes Arguably too long? more. I would have said... I would have said 19 minutes too long.
1: Okay, I would. <laughs> I would need to look at the 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 rundown when, because I have feelings of when it should have ended. Really, and uh, it's before the third act begins. Okay, <laughs> it's basically it, my uh, well my, my take.
0: I heard that you know I heard that the studio wanted more. They were like, "Give Did us some give more." Them?
1: That's give interesting because us- that was my assumption.
0: Yeah, about yeah, yeah. yeah. So
1: my my feelings about it are that the first two acts were a phenomenal phenomenally executed uh noir detective story set in gotham yeah with uh, batman serving as the audience's eyes and ears into the story yeah obviously he doesn't really uh do a ton that actually affects the narrative in, mm-hmm. in a lot of senses right he is kind of a an observer uh an ineffectual observer to some degree he, he when he tries to get involved it doesn't tend to work out the way he hopes right but through that I think they tell like this really amazing detective story uh this gritty kind of powerful uh tale that just feels so immersive because it's gotham in in, in a way we've not seen before and it's in its superhero storytelling in a way that we haven't seen before as far as i'm
2: concerned
0: yeah i thought it was more of like a, a really good detective noir story uh, but my friend i like the way you said that it's the gotham how we've never seen it before because this gotham felt like it was his own thing like totally. i feel like the dark knight trilogy with christopher nolan felt like a uh it felt specifically like oh we're in chicago or we're in pittsburgh you know but and you know tim burton's felt like kind of you know tim burton's gotham but this gotham felt like it's like a blade runner its own world
1: yeah it, it did not need to exist in the context of a superhero film right and that was my favorite thing about it was you could take much of that script and port it into a different you know real world atmosphere yeah and it could still be an awesome tale right and, but the fact that it is set in Gotham, that Batman, one of my favorite characters in the world, is, you know, the protagonist, and that the Riddler is portrayed in this really grounded way. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 David Fincher's Seven meets Batman.
0: Yeah, it's, it's pretty, yeah. It's a
1: very clear uh, homage, I guess, would maybe be. Or,
0: one. homage. Homage? Yeah. Uh, oh, oh- <laughs> homage? Homage. <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, and, I, and that is really what I loved about it. Um, yeah. And at some point in the film without too many spoilers. I don't know how we're handling spoilers. We could
0: spoil. Listen, guys, if you're just joining us, we're talking about the Batman, and we're going to watch the Joker scene from the Batman, which we, neither of us have seen. It's a you know, it's a deleted scene that Matt Reeves just added to the internet yesterday, and it's going to be on the Blu-ray. So there's going to be spoilers, heavy spoilers, involved with the Batman. So go ahead with your spoilers. I'm just giving the warning.
1: I, well, I, I think um, from the moment that the Riddler is captured, Everything falls off the rails after that. Really? That's my opinion. Okay. Yeah, my opinion is that everything from that point on feels very contrived. I want to say I'm not sure that's exactly what I mean, but it, it, it to me it doesn't. Everything after that point no longer feels earned by the script by the story. Really? To me, they said, okay, we've completed the detective arc. We've completed the kind of grounded seven. Uh, story that we like were interested, interested and excited to tell, and now we need to create an excuse to have a more cinematic, uh, large scale superhero ending. With yeah, big action and big stakes and citywide tension and and drama. You know, that's how it felt to me. It was like, okay, now we need to bring. Now we need to go take things to the next level. Now we need to elevate, and uh, it didn't feel earned to me at all.
0: It, okay, it, it well, felt lazy. I felt that. Uh... I, I kinda of think that there was about fifteen minutes in there that were a little bit too too much. Like it's just more exposition, a little bit more character development, not necessarily important to the story of the plot. But uh what I did like, however, were the entrances. <laughs> a lot of people made really amazing entrances throughout the movie. For instance, Batman's first entrance, he comes walking out of the shadow slowly. Oh, yeah. That was oh, no, yeah. is amazing. Also I actually had to run and pee during this cuz the movie's 3 hours long and I drank a giant Diet Coke. But <laughs> I had to go run and pee during this moment, but when I got when I saw it a second time, the Batman, the entrance of the Batmobile was one of the coolest things it I've ever cool. seen. Yeah, yeah. It it's cool. just firing up in in the shadows no, and see,
1: I, I loved the film. Like yeah. even though I hated the third act, it's still one of my favorite Batman movies I've ever seen. Like I loved and I think that's one of the reasons I'm even more critical probably of the third act than is really deserved, honestly, is yeah. because I loved the rest of it so much that I just wanted it to be perfect. Yeah. And the fact that it really um, wasn't in a lot of ways okay. at the end, you know, just disappointing. But it's a great movie. You should see it 100%.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I thought, I listen, I saw it the second time. The second time is actually better than the first time okay. when I saw it. Uh, sure. Also, there's a, there's a really couple of more entrances that were amazing. Um, Catwoman walks out of sort of the shadows when she first shows up as selena kyle also when batman shows up at the end to fight off all of the incels he he, he blows up the roof he's like um i have a really interesting thing that i want to play from my friend lee box he just posted it on his instagram the lee with no name he's a big tiktoker also and i want to play his assessment of the batman i want to see if you agree with that okay. uh also wesley placky happy 20th 25th anniversary of ready to die by biggie by biggie Smalls. Yo. I love it when they call me Big Papa. Listen, <laughs> Biggie Smalls, we love you. Uh, thank you for... Did you see the documentary for Biggie Smalls? I have not. It's good. It's real good. His, his mom's is hilarious. His mom's like, I don't know what he's trying to do, but I just give him, you know, I just give him love. I say, hey, I don't understand his music. I bet that's a spot on impression. Yeah, it's, it's close. It's, <laughs> she's a, a Jamaican lady from New York. But let's play Wesley's intro. Wesley... Welcome to Wesley. Corn pop was a bad dude. Oh wait, watch out because Wesley's gonna show up right where you are right now. Oh. <laughs> Wesley, don't do me
2: like
0: that. Yeah, Wesley. That is a, a an ever evolving intro for Wesley. It's just started out with corn pop, but then it added. Because Wesley is a proponent for uh, Windows machines. And I was just demonstrating how Windows machines often mess You're up. You're allowed to be wrong, you. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair enough. All right. Now what I want to play for everybody, Wesley included, is my friend Lee so did this today on his Instagram. And I want to see if you all agree. I got to wait. Hold on a second. So if you haven't seen it
2: the- if you have, I have a big question that hopefully someone will be able to stitch with an answer. Was Batman himself even necessary to the story of the Batman? The Riddler was the one to unravel all the corruption in Gotham. Alfred was the one to solve the Riddler's cypher. Batman didn't stop Alfred from getting blown up. The biggest clue that the Riddler left, Batman wouldn't have been able to figure out if it wasn't for Penguin giving it away. Batman couldn't stop the DA from blowing up. Catwoman was the one who got Batman his second biggest clue at the nightclub. An off-camera character let everyone know where the Riddler was so he could be arrested, which turned out to be his plan the entire time by the time batman actually did figure out a clue it was too late and all the levees were blown up then batman isn't able to stop the new mayor from being shot luckily the guy who shot her had terrible aim <laughs> if you think about it the only bad guys batman takes out himself were a few meaningless thugs if you really look at it the movie would have started and ended the same way had batman not been there
0: now what do you guys think about that i have some thoughts about that
1: Oh, well, i think i I saw that yeah. on Instagram, and I think I stole his uh, concept in my earlier spiel. Oh, really? Because that—that that is definitely where I recognized, he's right. Batman really does not need to uh, be there a ton to affect change in that specific detective plot.
0: That Listen, I do uh, agree with that for the most part. However, I think that's almost the point of the movie.
1: Yeah, I don't think it actually says anything about how well-written or... Uh, yeah, I don't think it affects how good the movie
0: is. Well, I am saying I I think it's part of the theme of the movie. Like no, I I, yeah. I do agree. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. Like I think he does, he's not Batman yet.
1: He is ineffectual to some degree.
0: Yeah, and he's like literally figuring out he like the first time he sees the the edge of the building, he's like ah scared and then he like then he puts his faith into his flight suit, <laughs> which is amazing. That was a great scene. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: And and of course he he is important to the story, the but he is being manipulated by the Riddler the entire time, and yeah. the audience doesn't recognize it, and he doesn't recognize it until later in the story. But yes, he is he is integral and important, um, but more so to the Riddler's plot than the films in, in an arguable
0: way. Interesting, interesting. I, I mean, I think that it. Um, I want to talk to Lee also. See if uh, maybe I'll text him, Lee. If you're watching,
1: what's up, Lee? What's Sorry, up, Lee? I stole your idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I don't. I think I think it's an interesting conclusion to make. I think it's a very good discussion to have. I think though, you know, like a lot of people make fun of Star Wars Episode Eight, and they're like, "Nothing happened in the movie." It's like, well, it was kind of a, the idea was that nothing. You, they're going to fail over and over again. And I know people didn't like that, and they didn't were satisfied by that. Also, in the Batman, I think he's just learning from everybody. He's learning from, he's he's smart. He's got potential, <laughs> but he's learning from uh, Gordon. He's learning from Catwoman. He's learning from uh, the Penguin. He's learning from everybody. Sure. So he, yeah
1: and I mean I haven't written my essay on this piece yet. <laughs> but so I haven't, and I've only seen it once. I don't have fully formulated thoughts and opinions. But my my I believe that part of where the resistance to the Batman's role in the narrative might come from. If you were to say, eh, "It kind of feels um like he was just there and that doesn't feel great as a Batman fan." I believe that that is coming from a a, a lack of the third act's ability to really pull everything together and make you feel like the Batman did kind of grow and learn as a character. I mean, they kind of force it in. Yeah. He can see the sunlight. And right. just, like, learn something about his place. In He's Goku. guiding but the people. But they really just kind of force yeah. that in. You know, they, they well, make you feel yeah. that. I didn't feel it personally. They, uh. they make you feel that you're meant to feel that, I think.
0: I, th- I, don't know. I I don't buy it. I liked I liked that the part actually when he was because he's dark the whole time and he's he's putting he's making the criminals fear him he's making everybody fear him it's like everybody needs to fear him and then in the end he's like oh I can actually be, actually be a hero and and be a symbol of hope and be a symbol of I buy light. that I
1: would buy that yeah. but I think there's a little bit of a flaw in that argument that the film is making in which the people who fear the Batman are the criminals which are the people who are meant to fear the Batman yeah. Like, the little boy, in whose dad was just murdered, doesn't fear the Batman. Um, yeah, Gordon doesn't fear the Batman. Um, I don't. They don't. I don't get a sense that much of Gotham fears the Batman outside of the criminals who are meant to. And yeah. that's where that kind of arc doesn't work for me. Is that? Yeah. I, I. You know, I get it that that's yeah. the arc that they're intending. I just it didn't feel earned for me. Like okay, it, it, I think there's just a little bit of something else that could have worked really well and that's to your earlier point about studio interference that and that was my first impression I was like this feels yeah. much like the studio us an ARCA studio would love to say this is what should happen right like, you know and let's have this big you know final scene you know with Gotham you know up in smoke and all yes yeah. that felt very studio to me yeah and the story was not a studio picture in a lot of ways right it could have had a much smaller more intimate kind of arc in the end that I think would have felt more powerful because it's not what we're used to seeing in superhero
0: movies. Right. Yeah. Well, I think, um, I think though, to speak to your point earlier, just trying to ride these levels, make sure that we're of equal volume. Uh, to, to, to your point earlier, I think that the studio might've been like at the end of act two, when they capture the Riddler, they're kind of like, okay, we're done now, you know, or that could have been the entire arc of the movie. Um, which, by the way, is played by Paul Dano. I'm Uncle Ron. Says it's like the New Frontier when Batman literally says, "I was trying to frighten criminals, not children." Um, in New Frontier, uh, I'm Uncle Ron. Is that is New Frontier a a comic run or a, a graphic novel? Uh, I'm Uncle Ron knows a lot about the comic books here. Uh, let's play Uncle. I'm Uncle Ron's Adrian. H- here R- it is,
2: my most likable song ever. <laughs> Ringo, dance all night, dance all night Kiss me, just kiss me Kiss me, never die deep. Lipstick,
3: kiss me, lipstick,
2: Ringo That's the way you like it
3: This is your most likable song ever? <laughs> yeah People will love it
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, so, I'm Elgar. says it's a comic that turned into an animated film. He also says about superheroes gaining their popularity during the Kennedy administration. Interesting. Interesting.
1: That's actually an interesting point. I'd be curious what Ron has to say about this, just because that quote almost—I I feel like that is exactly kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. But the one child that is important to the film, that uh, Batman feels a very close kinship with after losing his parents, uh, and. Uh, if he had been super scared of the Batman, yeah, and that had been some type of emotional beat where the Batman says, "I'm trying to help this child," and even he fears me. That could have let that could have been an interesting element, right? But, you know, it wasn't.
0: Well, it must not I think uh, I don't know. I I, I like the movie. <laughs> uh, I'm just it. yeah. I think that's uh, it's definitely not perfect. I gave yeah. it a solid A for for. Um, what would you give it overall, though? Like, is I think a- an A is a pretty fair grade. I think yeah. Maybe an A, a-, a minus. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, because I think there is there are very few A pluses in cinema. And, yeah. Uh, it wasn't perfect, so it's it's not an A for me. Okay. Um, but the first two acts really pretty much were, like yeah. let's let put it this way, with a bit of a different ending for me personally, it could have been an A. a- right. Plus. Right. Uh, and, and it just it it little it missed the mark a bit for me.
0: What did, What did you think about the scene with uh with the Riddler? Uh, Which one? With the scene with the Riddler in being interrogated by Batman.
1: I, you know, and you know, I, I mean, maybe I need a second viewing because I was tired at that point. But at that point I was, I, I felt like I was off the rails a bit with what was happening. Right. Uh, like I, the Riddler's plan didn't make sense to me anymore at that point. Um. And the, I, I liked the juxtaposition of like the Riddler knows who Batman is. Yeah. We think. And then yeah. it's not clear by the end of the conversation. It, it seems clear that he doesn't, but we right. don't really know what games he's still playing.
0: That's what I think. That's, what, that's actually my contention is that he, he could still – they could still later on be like, oh, yeah, no, I know. Right. But, and the motivation being – someone said, well, what would the Riddler's motivation be to keep that a secret? It's like, well, he's got power over Batman now. Like he can he can just have that as his trump card in sure, his back sure. pocket at any time. Yeah,
1: totally. Yeah. And, and speaking of Paul Dano,
0: wonderful yeah.
1: performance. Yeah. Wonderful and I, lo- I, really, I don't know if this is controversial, but I loved the depiction of the Riddler in the film. Me too. As just like a, basically a serial killer.
0: Yeah, he's the he's the it's Zodiac. It's yeah, two David yeah, Fincher yeah. movies. It's it's right. Seven and Zodiac. <laughs> totally,
1: and I love that because I love, especially in a live action Batman film, I want it to feel as grounded and yes close to the reality that I experience as possible,
0: while still being a badass Batman movie. Right. That that's what I I really liked about it. Uh, I'm Uncle Ron says the Batman isn't the best Batman theatrical film though. Mask of the Phantasm is. That's hard to argue, yeah. uh, I'm Uncle Ron also says they could have ended the film totally. at the Riddler interrogation. I think.
1: Yeah, I mean it would need a rewrite. I mean there would yeah. need to be a different.
0: They'd have to rewrite, re-edit it. Yeah, but it
1: wouldn't be that extensive to be honest. I would yeah. be, I would not be surprised if the original script was closer to what Ron is referring yeah. to here and kind of what my gut and feels right. to, i would not be shocked if the script was closer to uh that story yeah that
0: story than what ended up i think there was a probably an extensive reshoot uh because there's even scenes where you look at look at uh robert battinson's hair and it's like changing lengths every other shot okay. <laughs> Like cuts back it's changing color right. and length like uh the, the funeral scene yeah. um the funeral scene for sure i liked the funeral scene however what took me right out of the the funeral scene by the way was and even the second time i watched it was the guy uh peter sarsgaard gets has a bomb around his neck he gets out of a car that just drove through a crowd and the crowd's just like hey wait a second no they're not running there's no pandemonium they're not running out of the building and then Someone's like, he's got a bomb around his neck. And then the crowd is just still standing there.
1: <laughs> They're just standing. We've all to worry about
0: it about. exactly. And then Gordon says, We gotta clear this place out. And then they run. <laughs> so <laughs> like I'm just like, you guys, Matt Reeves, you you missed the mark on that moment because it made me just go like go, what the F? Like the people would be screaming and running out of that place as soon as the car smashed through the place. So um I found that to be a little bit uh, unbelievable. So you think the movie should have ended at the Riddler interrogation scene? It could have ended that way, I think, maybe through... Uh, I think it, I agree with you guys that it might have been more of that structure originally uh, conceived, but then maybe the studio was like, hey, we want more stuff, which I, I don't mind. I actually don't mind that it's three hours because it does feel like a meal. It feels like a meal of a movie. Oh, yeah. uh, and. Th- it feels like the culture we're in now, when we binge TV shows, and yeah. I mean, I
1: don't have a problem at all with long films. Yeah, I like, but if you're going to be long, you have to earn that that time. Yeah, you have to earn those minutes because you ha- you know, as a filmmaker, that your audience is going to check out at a certain point. Yeah, especially if you're not holding their interest, and it's going to happen sooner than you want it right. to. Right. Yeah. Um,
0: there was like one or two minutes like every so often that could have just been... in this movie. Yeah. You know,
1: by the time we are catching the Riddler, the audience is ready for it. I felt as an audience member, I was yeah. ready for it to be wrapping up. Sorry.
0: Yeah, no um, worries.
1: And then when you realize, oh, we're not even really close. <laughs> yeah. We're not even really close to wrapping up at this point. It's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, okay, buckle up. Let's hope that you know they can keep the momentum going and it, yeah, for me they didn't.
0: But. Right. Now what we're gonna get to on this episode of Aristotle Full Throttles. We are going to watch the deleted scene with the with the Joker, actually. And it, I haven't seen it yet. It was released yesterday f- f- uh, by Matt Reeves on the internets, and it's gonna be on the Blu-ray. So uh we're gonna we're gonna about to watch that right now. But before we do, let me just read this comment from I'm Uncle Ron. So many Batman adaptations trying to muscle in the whole new man's land storyline from the 90s. Uh, well, yeah, I think there's so much source material that they're going to just constantly cherry pick from the last 70, 80 years of Batman. So, so let's
1: give Matt Reeves credit. I think it was really intelligent to make his what seemed to be his most uh, cinematic references, not Batman related at all. Right? Yeah. Zodiac maybe as yeah. Talking. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a very intelligent choice as a filmmaker and mm-hmm. I I hope more um, superhero movies kind of follow that trend right I yeah why not why not a uh, base your material on films that work right you know cinema is a different platform different medium right yeah so if you're following um, I think cinematic history a bit more than comic book history that might be a good
0: idea yeah it's like kind of like Chinatown meets yeah you know, yeah. All of Heard this. That too. yeah yeah so it, I think and also what I loved about it it did it did really feel the most so far to me the most realistic in, in the sense because even Christopher Nolan's Batman was like you know it's a little bit he's like training as a ninja and he's doing this totally. and uh you know it's it's cool we uh, i love that bat batman origin um but this batman looked like he did go to the like the army tactical store yeah. to put together his his whole suit and what did think of just about everything and i love the juxtaposition between the joker sorry the riddler uh when we find his little hive and cuz we keep cutting to batman's um lair which is cool because we never see the batmobile until it's fully revealed yeah. it's covered in tarp it's he's got all of the spark plugs perfectly laid out he's got every engine piece perfectly this is batman's thoughts he's very meticulous he's very uh detail oriented uh if that's a word and uh, <laughs> and, the, and the riddler was like scattered he's yeah. he, he was like very, everything that's, was that's so it was like a nice little juxtaposition of how they're both sort of planning, but one's scattered, one's very organized. Um, also, I think that plays into a lot of the psychological stuff, because I would contend that a lot of these Batman stories deal with mental illness, obviously, because he's capturing the criminally insane, throwing them into the Arkham Asylum, and then there's different psychological Exactly, Batman himself. And it's also revealed in this movie that he's a, an Arkham relative. His mom. Yeah, that was cool. That I wasn't was a, even aware of that. Yeah, it's Martha. Yeah, was <laughs> so. Bad but that's cool because here's the thing: mental illness does affect a lot of people in the real world. Obviously, I think it affects just everybody in some way or another. Either you have it, or you, you've got you know someone close to you that has some kind of uh, thing that they're dealing with mentally. So it's really interesting to see the different. Takes on different types of personalities, especially Batman's, because he's almost—he's very focused all of the time. He's very OCD in a lot of ways; <laughs> like he has to be. Uh, but so it's there's an interesting psychological take, I think. Yeah, on- I
1: mean, there is a reason that the Batman is so beloved by so many people. Yeah, and I think a lot of us can relate to him and the fact that we all have struggles, we all have shit that holds us back. Um, and 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 he takes those struggles and he doesn't, he isn't perfect in any way. He doesn't pretend to be, he is dark and brooding and all that good stuff, but he does his best to make good out of his trauma, right? To make the world a better place in his way. Mm -hmm. And and I think that is something that we all really hope we can do in our lives. Yeah. To some degree, right? We all want to make the world a better place unless you're, you know, the Riddler. (laughs) Right. Crazy. And even there, you want to make the world a better place. In Just your own way, doing it. yeah. <laughs> in your own way, your own flawed, imperfect way, right?
0: Yeah, and and it's interesting because I, I also want to say that there is no Bruce Wayne in this movie. There's zero Bruce Wayne. It's it's all Batman all the time, even when he's not wearing the, the costume. If I like you that take. if you watch right. him, and he even says this is all that matters, mm-hmm. and 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 that's going to be interesting to see in perhaps future movies, is because Alfred's like, look. The Waynes are important. You're important. You're a Wayne. I I was like, your father was a friend of mine. I basically raised you as a Wayne. You need to take on that identity too. And he's just like, no. He rejects it. This entire movie. yeah. Even when he's at the funeral, he's walking around as Batman. Watch his body language. It, Watch. It brings yeah. me to
1: a very unrelated reference. I just started watching uh, that show Abbott Elementary. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with that at all? No. It, it's, a, it's a great little kind of office type of uh, Parks and Rec show about teachers in an underprivileged school but anyway the older teachers in one of the early episodes teach or kind of are giving a lesson to the younger teacher who's screwing things up by trying so hard to make things better and you know they're like lesson you're gonna learn in this business is you gotta take care of yourself before you can take care of everybody else yeah and i think that's a lesson bruce wayne is gonna
0: yeah (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) that's very true and well this the thing is the end of this movie the batman really opens the door for bruce wayne to step in and be a hero as bruce wayne to be like hey i'm gonna fund the project and rebuild gotham actually so we've just got joined by studio 8h welcome studio 8h please (laughs)
2: W5000 <laughs> 20 artists Raccoon Raiders And now Introducing Studio
0: 8 A-H. oh And Ange, welcome to the show Ange says she uh, believes that she got a glimpse of Bruce in one scene Tell us about that right after your intro <laughs> Say
1: baby, I can destroy everything, but I'm not. What? But I can, so nice. baby. Shut up and give us your money.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Edge is here. Welcome, Edge.
3: I can destroy everything, but I'm not. <laughs> but I can. What?
0: All right, tell to Ange, tell us what's going on with it. You saw Bruce in one scene. Ange says, uh, when he wasn't in the Batsuit, his hair was almost always in his... Let me move this over here so I can read it better. Oh, uh, his face masking or covering his face. But when Alfred was in the hospital, his hair wasn't in his face when we saw him. Oh, interesting. That's and we a, saw him vulnerable. Yeah. Very
1: intelligent.
0: Uh, ah, yeah, thank you, Ange. Cool. I, now that you say that, I do... Recollect that that is the most vulnerable scene for both of them Absolutely, because yeah. cause Alfred you know he's near death he was Their
1: relationship death. was cute in the
0: movie I liked it a lot actually yeah, yeah.
1: great acting a wonderful cast just
0: always. yeah that's the thing I think all of the acting was really spot on
1: there was one character I I didn't love but that's okay
0: uh tell us
1: I, I felt like the mayor didn't or uh, she the did. mayor elect that, that oh right shot. there was something about that character was just a little. It, offer me in the world. Like, you, I don't know, it didn't
0: fit. It didn't fit into the world. Maybe they were like just hired that day. <laughs> I
1: don't even think it was it probably wasn't an acting issue, maybe just a writing issue.
0: True. Um,
1: yeah, I don't know. That one didn't do it for me. Everybody else, every other character I thought was pretty-
0: I thought they were pretty good too. Uh <laughs> like mostly, yeah. I, I especially especially the relationship between uh Gordon and Batman, oh yeah. I was like, give me a series of that. I loved Gordon, yeah, totally. Just watch watching Gordon. It's like, you know, I'm gonna help you escape. But how are you gonna do that? Just punch me across the face. He's like, <laughs> and he's like, you could have pulled that punch. And
1: even Catwoman, a character, I think is, is yeah. incredibly hard to bring to the screen.
0: So hard, and I think uh, Zoe Kravitz did a great job. I, th- I
1: think so too. Yeah. And uh. peng- oh man, Colin Farrell is the Penguin.
0: Incredible. I didn't even know
1: it was him, I, you know, I try to stay away from as much information about movies I care about. Yeah. as I can until. I didn't even realize it was him until after the movie. My friend told me. I was like,
0: no oh, way. way. Yeah. yeah so everybody's good. still kind of like, really? Yeah. So good. That was Colin Farrell. He was awesome. He uh, He's like, who are you guys? The world's greatest detectives. And I was like, I see that Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. Uh, I'm Uncle Rod says you can have your Batman and it's all about Big Blue. Oh, there's a rivalry going on. Let me just remind everybody. Uh, I'm Uncle Ron's favorite superhero being Superman uh in the DC world realm and Ange being the ultimate DC fan also the ultimate Batman fan it's a trap. watch out
2: it's game over man It's game over
0: all right well those thems fighting words but guess what I'm okay? I can destroy everything <laughs> but
2: I'm not but I can and I'm uh, a fan Ange I'm
1: a fan
0: already all right uh can we turn Mike Travis's mic up yes Travis just get a little bit if you can get right up onto that microphone I th- I think that'll help right. Right up on it. Yeah. Let me just put this oh, in your okay. nose. Okay. Yeah. I can taste it. Yeah. There we go. I turned it up. It's just. Let me know if it's distorting. Cause here, try it again. Me? Yeah. Uh,
1: testing. Testing.
0: Testing. Hello, Ange. Test. Test. Yeah. So as long as you're not distorting, then it should be good. Um. Try. Try it again.
1: Um. I can. I can try again.
0: There you right go. Now. Perfect. Uh. Let me know if that's good uh Ange says, "I mean, I like Superman. I don't know how many times I gotta repeat it." <laughs> and that's true.
2: Ooh, that's a bingo! <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, it sounds like his mic isn't on at all. Oh no! It is though. Uh oh. How about this? Try that.
1: How about this? Is that better? Is that better? How's a the theater kid? I can just. Uh... Oh
0: man, that uh, let me let me see. It's not bad. Okay, let me fix that. I could fix this. I could fix this. I could fix this. I think I could fix this. <laughs> Output source. Input source. Input. Uh, let me just do. Let me just do. this.
1: I would fill the dead air, but you
0: can't. You can't. <laughs> hold on. Oh. Oh. Nope. 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 Uh, uh no, 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 no. oh. Hold on a second. There we, there we go. go. How's that? Uh we're let's see. We're getting, there. we're getting there. Huh. Let me try this. Two. What about now? Well then. How am I sounding? Oh.
1: Did you hear it? I started to hear
0: something in my
1: headphones for a
0: second. Yeah, I heard that for a second. Just hang on, hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my goodness. This, this the is the worst,
3: worst
0: audio program. <laughs> like, I can't even... There we go. How about that?
1: All right. Is that better?
0: Dude,
1: that's hot. That's hot. Well, now I'm... Yeah, now. Nah. Okay.
0: As fix, <laughs> 45% of the show is fixing the show. Uh,
1: that's low as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah. Now, how's that better? I mean, is that better? Yes, <laughs> nah. he's louder than you. Perfect. Okay. That's perfect. That's what that's, we want. That's exactly what I'm looking All for. Alright. So I should have done this since the start. Everybody, if you're just joining us, uh yes, now we're now we're st- we're starting <laughs> the show now. We just gotta say everything <laughs> again. <laughs> just remember everything you said. Oh yeah, no problem. Oh uh, yeah. See, I forgot to do this beforehand. But forty-five percent. Uh this is, this is pretty good now.
1: I will be back, don't worry. I yeah. will I'll be here anytime.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think I was uh I think I was yeah, I should have done that. All right. Uh, so thank where were you. We? Thank yeah. you, Profile Modulation. This is going to be a great. So now we fix that. We fix that. It's going to be a great podcast tomorrow. Sorry, guys, for your uh, listening to the first half of the show. But right now, we're going to actually watch from the top, everybody. Uh, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the steps? Okay. Um, 45, uh, Studio AH says 45% is fixing the show, the other half is tuning guitars. That is true. <laughs> At least uh, we they, haven't gotten to our main segment yet. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. There's a half tuning guitars, uh, studio eight H, that leaves five percent. At least five percent. He and, takes the five percent, and uh, it's the upper five. The five percent of the show is ninety-nine percent stupid. All right, there we go. Oh, okay, so now we're gonna watch the scene with the Joker. The second half of the show, we're gonna we're gonna watch the scene. I have not seen it yet. Uh, our friend Travis Thompson has not seen it yet, and now. We're going to watch it together. Uh, Let me see if I can make this bigger. Oh, you can't hear it? Hang on a second. (laughs) Travis can't hear it. Hold on. I got this. Uh, let me see. Well, hold on, I got this. <laughs> I'm gonna what fix. What is the show. hearing anyway? You know? I'm gonna fix the show. Throw Let's some see. subtitles on that bad boy. Audio properties. Yeah, throw some subtitles on. Uh hmm. Give me, an, give me an AirPod. We can. I can oh do, yeah, yeah. I can do one. Yeah. Just listen to yeah. it with the, the AirPod. Pod. Okay. There we go. Yeah, just wipe get that off. It'll be fine. All right. Starting again. Let's start again. Perfect. You can hear it. All right.
3: In Batman <laughs> i mm-hmm. Present. Ooh. Oh, a anniversary, isn't it? a is serial killer. I want to respect it. Do you think I come so cheap? I thought you'd be curious. people have all wronged him. Probably goes way back. Unhealable and stolen much money. Why is he writing to me? Maybe he's a fan of yours? (laughs) Or maybe he's got a grudge against you, too. Maybe you're the main course theories not yet really you're normally so ahead of the curve but something is different this time this is very upsetting to you let's get back to him (laughs) why you are so much more fun i'm not here to talk about me what are you here to talk about i want to know how he thinks you know exactly how he thinks have you read this file You two have so much in common. Masked Avengers. So he's even more righteous. Are you afraid he makes you look soft? You're wasting my time. I think you don't really care about his motives, whether he loves or hates you. I think somewhere deep down, you're just terrified. Cause you're not sure he's wrong, huh? You think they deserved it, huh? You think they deserved it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> wow wow all right now that was the scene that was deleted from the movie for i think good reason but i don't. <laughs> you know you know. i think,
1: watched that i was like this uh, that should have be- been in the film i uh, before the last 35
0: minutes okay well i think i don't know like i was i think that it almost if you were going to cut something that might have been something to cut for sure okay but
1: hear me on hear, hear me out yeah scrap the whole third act scrap the the flooding and the bombs and all the bullshit yeah all right add that scene in earlier on in the film focus the final Climax on highlighting the real contrast between the Riddler and Batman, mm. something that he has every reason to uh, be afraid of confronting. Mm. Um, I love the the really putting a pin in the idea that he he probably does to some degree as the audience I think does feel that the people being murdered and throughout the film do deserve yeah. it to some very real extent and and you really can you could have such a powerful Final confrontation between the Riddler and Batman, mano-a-mano, similar to the interrogation scene, right. but without the kind of what I thought was a contrived, I plan to get caught the whole time
0: <laughs> kind of twist. The bad guy always plans to get caught. Right.
1: And and you can have that cathartic moment we were alluding to earlier where the Batman is forced to kind of confront some of his choices in, in a really powerful scene that doesn't require any action, doesn't require a big set piece, yeah. For me, that would have been so much more uh, poignant and powerful in the context of the film.
0: I mean, my favorite movie of all time is arguably, I can argue with myself about it, uh, Silence of the Lambs. Mm. And that was a very, 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 uh, even Ange in the comments says, Red Dragon vibes. Yes. Uh, Studio 8H says, who is playing the Joker? Leto? <laughs> actually, no, not this time, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's, what's his name? Uh, Barry Keen? playing the joker this time uh, what did you think about the look of the joker this this interpretation because he looks like a clown
1: i i uh, i loved it I, I thought that performance was incredible i yeah. think if them as an actor i would have been really disappointed to have that scene cut yeah and those what, what i don't know how long that was about was that four minutes or so three minutes it Was Something? about four minutes yeah. four minutes he kind of could have stolen a lot of the picture in those four minutes i think yeah and, and, ah, man, I, yeah, I, I think I, I loved it, yeah. I realized that in the context of a three-hour film, that needs to get cut, yeah. but you didn't have to be a three-hour movie to begin right. with, right?
0: Well, okay. Well, what did you guys think out there about that scene? Um, the, uh, Ange says that flooding scene hit too hard. Oh, N-O, New Orleans, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, that maybe, if, uh, if oh, I'm reading yeah. into that
1: correctly, yeah, yeah.
0: totally. True, true. Uh, he looks very Arkham City Joker Venomy says uh, Ange, N-O. Yeah, I wonder there's a, there's some easter eggs in this in the movie too i just as an aside what do you think batman injected himself with venom
1: when oh yeah, yeah was that during the final climax the, yeah when he was like what should we be calling that scene i can't really remember
0: the context of the the attack i would say that that is the the climactic uh yeah, wherever
1: they where are they hiding is it They're a stadium? In, in
0: in Gotham Square Garden.
1: Oh right, right. yeah yeah yeah. yeah <laughs> so the 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 GSG scene. Yes. Uh yeah, what was your what were you saying?
0: Well, he's he injects himself and suddenly becomes right. Yeah, I assumed it was adrenaline. I guess. Yeah, I assumed it was adrenaline too, but it was green. So it was could it? Be, it could be venom. It could That's be, interesting. Yeah, which is very interesting because obviously Bane has an addiction to venom and is. Constantly-
1: do we know, or do you know? I guess where the source of venom is in in uh, is in the comic book stories.
0: Like, who- I think between Ange and O and I'm run, they would know where the venom originates. would Be where-
1: interesting in this run if it was like a a formula that batman himself had formulated and created for himself that somehow gets out into the world or into the wrong hands and then bane Bane finds it that would be kind of a cool tool yeah he actually
0: is like the creator of bane in some ways yeah that'd be
1: fun which which would actually make sense if a big kind of driving force of this film was the idea that batman also created the riddler right And, and that's something we see in in batman yeah a lot is that you know the super villains that play gotham are a direct reflection of his involvement in the
3: in right. gotham
1: to begin with right they did not exist until batman yeah became and to quote
0: heath ledger's joker you complete me <laughs> <laughs> which is very true hey judella 19 welcome to the show judella 19 says that lead scene was better than bruce drawing on the floor with chalk i agree <laughs> actually i actually agree and right, let's play judy's intro Of course is the intro featuring the classic the iconic the legendary band chumba mm, yes. everybody loves them uh <laughs> angin o says that would be taken away from bane though he was a brilliant chemist Ooh. i didn't know that but if anything you know
1: wayne enterprises employs a lot of people maybe right. maybe bruce doesn't make the formula but maybe wayne enterprises has contracted uh I don't know the character's name before he's Bane, but you know there could definitely be a storyline there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It doesn't have to be Bruce himself. I get, I, I see your point. Spe- yeah.
0: And speaking of vi- uh, possible villains in the next movie, you know, I was just think I was reading something about Matt Reeves saying that he would love to do a down to earth, grounded version of Mister Freeze, which would be interesting. That would be tough to do. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, well, I was thinking though, instead of like. There's actually real disorders. So I was watching some videos on how they could do a Mister Freeze because you know how he has to keep like a sub-zero, now plain zero. Sure, sure. Like he has to, he has to keep. <laughs> wait, let's let's go to ask ask Mister Freeze himself. <laughs> <laughs> let's see if Mister Freeze is is uh, willing to discuss this. Uh, if we'd let me just buy some time by talking some more, and uh, I don't know if Mister Freeze is Mister Freeze may be on ice right now. He's, he's iced This hey. <laughs> uh, oh, there he is. Oh. He said uh, his mouth doesn't move. Uh, I gotta fix that. Uh, I used to see you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I was thinking yeah. I, I got to keep my body sub-zero now, plain zero. Uh, but what if uh, I had a, a body temperature regulation problem? See? Oh yeah. And then what if I, you know, this, I overheat? You know, maybe I have a body temperature <laughs> regulation problem, and I have to wear a suit that keeps my body. Like around the, here, the crotch area, the crotch keeps, area, keeps yeah. it warm. I mean, keeps it cooler.
1: That is an important, uh, important thing to do with with crotches I in general. So is keep them warm.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, if I kept everything, especially my pectoral muscles, <laughs> as you could see that there are windows displaying them. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> loves a warm peck. Yeah, totally. But the point is, I need a suit that keeps me from overheating. Mm. Instead of that's actually a real thing, you know.
1: Okay, <laughs> yeah. PSA. Thanks, Mr. Freeze.
0: You, you're welcome. See you later. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Mr. Freeze. Uh. Wow. What a nice cameo. He, you know. He's always nice. He's always, he's a really. He's uh, a good dude. He's a very good. Uh... I said good day. Okay, bye. That would
1: be really interesting, though. I see what you're getting at.
0: Yeah, like, what if Mr. Freeze uh, has some kind of just physical. Because, like clearly the Joker has some situations going on like he looks like he's had
3: some and he looks
1: like maybe a burn victim or something yeah of that, he, or maybe a chemical burn or something something yeah. Yeah, which yeah, again right yeah. acid vat was kind of his original origin story right that Falling was in, into an acid in
0: batman in the one 1989 of yeah, yeah. The,
1: the original one but, of the arc comic arcs i've read i think had a some or maybe yeah i got all those wires crossed but i've definitely seen him pushed into vats of acid many times the, exactly <laughs> so
0: that could be that could definitely be one of the origins although what i love about the character the joker is that nobody really knows Nobody really knows where the Joker yeah. comes from, and that's like and Nolan
1: had that great moment, of yeah. course, in, in in The Dark Knight, where we really, or a couple of moments, I suppose, where we get the different, uh, oh, the stories, the different backstories from you yeah. know, Heath Ledger himself.
0: You want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> Which yeah, oh, genius. Yeah, it's so. I good. like
1: this Mister Freeze idea though. Yeah, you know, my first thought was you know in a grounded universe of I would certainly hope there is no like freeze ray weapon of some sort you know like mm-hmm. we're used to seeing the gun oh it's called hyperthermia that's what it's hyperthermia called. yeah okay cool yeah. yeah but I could see some maybe you know if we're sticking with the psychological kind of uh modality somebody who's afflicted with that uh, disorder and probably is also a psychopath yeah. might feel the need to make others feel his pain mm. and you know, lock them in a freezer. Or, you know, just murder people in a way that revolves around cold weather, like getting yeah. cold. Or, right. I mean, it sounds kind of silly, but you or could it probably, could take place in the winter. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, we haven't seen any Batman snow pictures. No. Yeah. Like, That'd i would be a nice change of
0: pace. That would be look cool if Gotham was covered in snow. Bruce uh, is on vacation
1: in Alaska and
0: uh you know whatever <laughs> yeah if alaska even exists i know that there was an easter egg if in- alaska exists i don't know if ex- is alaska a real place i've never hmm. been there i've never been there so i guess not oh listen i'm gonna go by the logic of the flat earthers i haven't <laughs> seen it so it doesn't exist <laughs> yeah solid
1: <laughs> irrefutable
0: uh angelo says uh if he does i hope he draws from batman sub-zero that was so haunting and sad I'm um, says, I'd love to see Reeves tackle Two-Face. I feel like Nolan screwed the pooch on it. What? I thought that was a good Two-Face. I thought, uh, you know, there was a lot going on in that movie, and I think they did the dance pretty well. I, I think um, in the context of that trilogy,
1: yeah. Two-Face worked, but I could see if you were like a fan of the character and wanted to see a, a you know, he he was really only yeah. in the last you know what 20 minutes of the dark night and yeah, it's really yeah. more of just like a twist in a way of uh sending that character s- into like a dark spiral of some right. sort right you know but yeah i wouldn't even he's not really a, a villain yeah in that trilogy right so we haven't no. seen it since tommy lee jones to my in, in my opinion
0: and in the dark night the end of dark night I, I think it would have been cool because 2 Face couldn't feel pain or whatever after he got the mm. thing severed in the, or whatever yeah uh like when he fell off and then quote died and then there's a shot, actually, of like the SWAT team coming around his body. Like mm-hmm. I feel like, Two <laughs> choice of words, served. but yeah, we know. <laughs> it. Okay, I, I feel like, two, two. That's face. a
1: whole different movie. I think I've seen that one on that, Pornhub. That. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that is the uh, sequel. Uh, the, I feel like he could have survived. I feel like Two Face could have survived. Thank well, you.
1: This is a comic book film, so everyone survives.
0: Everyone survives. Even the Joker survived and still is technically alive in The Dark Knight Rises, but just doesn't show <laughs> up. Uh, I'm Uncle Rod says so Two-Face was the MacGuffin to get everyone yeah, exactly, exactly at Batman. That's true, because Batman had to become the villain. He lived long enough to become the villain. God, I hate the Nolan movies. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Ange. Ange, that's in words. That's a hot
1: take, but I am oh. not...
0: i I, i'm coming
1: around to her opinion a bit i mean i think the dark knight is always is great i think the dark knight is a great film Uh and uh i don't think my mind is going to change on that right but i was never the biggest batman begins fans like begins fan it's great it's very good yeah and i like it but i it was overrated for me personally by the audiences in general really and the dark knight rises is like trash though
0: Think, uh dark night rises is not a great movie yeah it's, i mean it's kind of a messed up thing. it was
1: like fun so. in theaters when i saw it but yeah you know like many I, I like i like to like movies but you know when i get home and get into bed i realize ah, it wasn't as good as i really hoped to yeah. you know what i mean
0: i my my viewing experience i think is a bit colored because i always go now see it uh at the imax theater uh the chinese theater mm-hmm. And the th- oh, the whole audience there usually on opening night is just probably people who worked on the movie. <laughs> so they're all like cheering. Sure, yeah. And everything so uh I mean there was some I felt unwarranted cheers in the Batman that were just like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> there were some funny moments that my audience didn't catch. I laughed out loud yeah. pretty hard, but yeah. Thumb drive. <laughs> um I th- no, but I honestly think that this that Pattinson's take on the Batman is I don't think he's being humor. I know Isis Will said that he he was being he had dark humor, but I just honestly think that this version of Batman, this might be controversial, but he's like he's very um I don't know what the word would be. <laughs> but he the way that Robert Pattinson is playing him, he feels like a very focused, um like not a very sense like he's not seeing necessarily the humor he's seeing the pun though with the mm, thumb drive he's not sure. seeing the humor in it but he's, yeah
1: yeah i i was not sure entirely how i'd feel about robert pattinson as bruce wayne going into yeah. the movie i was keeping a very open mind wanted to like it and sir, him and i and i did yeah i really really bought him as that character i
0: just loved his whole approach to the batman i think that totally he was i just again i think that Aside from what Ange pointed out the, uh, of Bruce Wayne in the hospital room next to uh, Alfred, the entire movie, even when he's not wearing the suit, he's Batman, and he's and I think he's playing it that way. I think he's just even, yeah, like yeah. so. I was, I I might
1: yeah. I might go on a limb and say he's my favorite Batman to date. Really? Yeah, that's it. Seems like a crazy. It seems crazy to say. Yeah. But I kind of. I,
0: th- I think I'm going to say that right now. Mine is still Adam West, of course. Oh, well. <laughs> Adam West, boy wonder. Do you think they should be? there should be Robin in the sequel? I think it's about time we had a freaking real Robin because it is Batman and Robin. Robin predates the Joker. Every Batman movie just focuses on Batman being Batman, but it is Batman and Robin.
1: There's now, a reason we haven't had a, a good portrayal of Robin well, yet. Well, why, why is that? Because he's not been a kid. He hasn't been well, 14 or 15. Well, I don't think it's going to uh, yeah. translate to cinema very well. Well, it hasn't yet. Right. I'm sure there's a way to do it. I don't think that nut has been cracked. Do you know
0: why I was watching this thing? They, the reason why they had Robin, they added Robin like 15 issues into Batman, is because just Batman standing around thinking, the whole time was not very compelling visually in a comic book. Sure, sure so he needed someone to talk need to need someone to bounce those ideas off of yeah so he's them. a so that was kind of he's just his watson basically so batman is sherlock and, and although
1: i think that is a bit of a um, of a bit contrived at this point yeah. and even in, even in comics right like i think at this stage of comic book or not this stage was by the time alan moore was around and i just go to watchmen i'm like i, I think a like a, a rorschach style yeah. narration on the page fits batman so much more right. than like a dialogue with another caped crusader yeah and i think in in, in cinema it's the same thing you
0: know i, I actually really like, well that's the blade runner aspect of the batman it was just got that voiceover. over it just yeah. reminded
1: me that there was narration and voiceover yeah. in this film which i don't think we've seen a ton of in batman movies have no. we no well, no, uh, actually, the Dark Knight has Does a lot. Does the life. Dark Knight have a lot yeah. of voiceover? Yeah. yeah. For whatever reason, in this in this movie, I, I it, it that that really worked for me. Mm. I, maybe it was it was used sparingly enough, and it was well written enough that you know it didn't stand out. Often, yeah. voiceover for me is just cringy. And like, a, yeah. Just but like, in this, in this, this tells the story. And I guess it was motivated, right? By yeah. and this isn't an original thought as well. I think I read this somewhere, but or another YouTube video. But it was motivated apparently by the the notes he was taking about the Gotham project in the Batcave at at some point. You know? Yes,
0: it is. Motivated. I didn't catch
1: that at my on my own, but I believe. The argument that was made was that what we're hearing in the voiceover is is just his writings. Writings.
0: The, I think in the Dark Knight that the voiceovers are actually motivated because he's talking to someone, and then the way that uh, Nolan edits his films is actually really he's very consistent with his style of editing. So in his movies, it's kind of cutting between different. It's, there's a montage going on while Bruce Wayne is talking to someone, and they're sort of mm. montaging. Mm. Uh, so the, those voiceovers are technically he's talking to somebody. Sure. Sure. But, uh,
1: but, you know, really, I'm just happy to have more Batman in my life.
0: Yeah. You I mean, know? people are like, why is there a new Batman? Why is there a new Batman? I'm like, because money, because Warner Brothers likes money and DC wants to make money. Let's be real. That's, that's, yeah,
1: the number one reason, right. I guess, from a business perspective, of course. But you can make yeah. that
0: argument about anything
1: in the world, right? Everything exists, almost, almost everything in our capitalistic culture exists yeah. because of
0: money. It's true. And but the Batman is needed. The Batman is, it, you know For what? me, it's not about money. I For still you, am, it isn't. I, I'm, but I'm willing to pay the money to go see the movie. Oh, yeah, which is the interesting thing. Well, you know what I always say on Aristotle throttle corporations. Their only algorithm is this: maximize profit, minimize loss. That's it. That's all they care. That's the only thing that motivates a corporation.
1: And that's why you get a bad third act in your film these <laughs> yeah. days. Well, why is that? Because they're motivi- mod- motivated. They're oh. motivated by profits and yeah. not art yes and if you're making that film as an artist you don't throw that shit in there i and i trust matt reeves enough to to say that i i don't think that was fully his choice the the decisions being made
0: one thing i would i would do want to say about the batman which i could i could just heap praise upon forever is the cinematography is just incredible
1: really really well done. it's just a beautiful beautiful looking movie totally
0: um uh, Amulkaran says, also Ange, Robin would have to be between 14 and 17, not a 30-year-old Chris <laughs> yeah, right. and This is true. He does need to be a teenager. Ange, because Ange, he's referring to Ange's comment, which was, someone would have to really be creative and hit hard on the father-son relationship to make it translate well. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, it, yeah. I think they might just go straight for Nightwing because of the whole, mm. you know, a Robin doesn't seem like a menacing type of <laughs> creature, even though... There is a reason he's called Robin because of the certain qualities of a robin, I forget what what that is exactly, but yeah, I want to see a Robin. I wa- I ca- I can see it happening right away. I can see it happening right in the second movie, him sort of taking someone quote under his wing, so to speak. And uh we'll see. I think it'd be really analogous or it could be really analogous to kind of
1: the Catwoman dynamic in this yeah. film, right? Where it was a love interest instead of a sidekick or or, you know, a training relationship. But filling a similar role in terms of maybe being a an element in the detective narrative you know that's someone who could get into places that batman can't get into and and have yeah. and and learn things that he can't learn but it's i'm hard pressed to really picture a hard-hitting uh fighting physically fit 14 year old robin into yeah. today's social yeah. class it just would feel kind of weird
0: I i think they could go with 15 or 16 so he's sort of like it's child labor, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Wayne Enterprises is, is, is above that. I, I do feel like there's a there's a way there's an angle for the father son thing because I think that that can be a motivation for Bruce Wayne to figure out his own relationship to his lineage sure. by taking someone on. It's and really then, dangerous, though. It's it's it, it just death. could be
1: so corny, so easy. Or well, just well so I mean, cringy, think the Guardians so of easy. the Galaxy two.
0: I loved the Guardians of the Galaxy two with the whole father son uh, theme throughout the entire movie. Did you like that movie? I like
1: it. I've, 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 I liked it better the second time I saw it. I didn't yeah. love it the first time. But. Oh, I love, I love that movie. I think that's.
0: I think it can be cheesy, but I think it could also be done. Be done well. I,
1: but I that's mean, such a different, uh, you know, such a different tone that you're hitting with those films. You know, the Guardians yeah, movies are not at all similar to what you're looking for in, in a Batman movie.
0: They are very cartoonish. Yeah, you <laughs> can
1: get away with a lot more in that universe than you can in batman's universe because what makes batman so special is that he could exist in our world yeah so believably yeah then you know it's like that is to me what i love so much about those stories is right. that i buy it he's a detective he he has no he, he, he Bat, the batman could exist in la today yeah he wouldn't be quite as successful as the batman in the comics and movies right. he'd probably get arrested and yeah. thrown in prison at some point but <laughs> you know he could exist
0: there are superheroes in real life there's a guy in seattle i think or portland who dresses like a superhero and like literally beats up muggers and stuff like that <laughs> i forget his name it's like uh but there there are people who can who are in reality trying to do yeah. some of these things
1: And isn't that kind of the yeah the kick-ass idea isn't yes it, yeah it's basically there's a there's a few he does have a kick-ass wipeout uh, matt reeves directed kick-ass too didn't he did he? He might have. I somebody with a similar name, I think. Yeah, someone.
0: Let's go with that. I'm going to say a white dude directed. <laughs> Chances are high. <laughs> Chances, Chances are high that 95% of directors in Hollywood. But I th- uh just a, as a something that jumped into my mind. I loved this sparring scene between well it was sparring for Batman essentially. I mean Catwoman was was throwing some real good punches, but that scene where he just shows up while she's trying to burglarize.
1: Yeah. And he's yeah. just like. I mean, it's a love scene, really. It's a dance. It
0: is, really. Yeah. It is a dance. Uh, I do love that Matt Va- Matthew, Matthew Vaughn. Vaughn. I would say uh, the first name. That's all that matters singer? is the yes. first name. Yeah. There's someone named Matt. Um, Thank you for that. I, I think, though, yeah, that was a great, you know, Batman just sort of blocking everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do appreciate this new arc, this new Batman, this new Gotham but Gotham was a character in this movie. And I think uh, it's really cool just to see that he has these skills and we don't know why there's, I, I think that that's even more interesting. I do like the Nolan trilogy and seeing that Batman becomes a legit ninja. Uh, but the fact that you, you could tell that this guy has just got it together mentally and has just thought everything 10 steps ahead. And, yeah. and the thing about this two, what I wanted to address about Lee talking about the Batman and how he was not essential in the movie, the Batman. I think, though, that's like the point. I think the point is he's just not Batman yet. Because when we think of Batman, we think of the guy who's like airtight logic. Mm. Like he's thought of every step all the way, except for Martha. He didn't think, (laughs) oh, my name is my mom's name. Um, He has thought out everything. That's the Batman we know. That's the mature Batman. But this is the Batman who's like the first time. uh, How am I going to get out of here? What am I going to do?
1: Is this a coming of age story in a sense? You know, because that's what that leads me to is I feel like in a coming of age, I think like almost famous or something. You know, your protagonist is somebody who is observing a world. And we as an audience are also experiencing that world for the first time. And we are seeing how it impacts them and how it affects their growth and who they will become. Uh, by the end of the film, to some degree, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's not a fully f- formed thought, but it's interesting, maybe um, to look at it through that lens mm. a bit, right? Like, and you and you mentioned it earlier. You know, he is as inept as he is meant to be. He is as much of an observer as he is meant to be, because I, I do feel he is our eyes, yeah, as the audience, right? You know, he is. We are going into this story through his perspective. We know what he knows. We learn what he learns as he learns it. So in a detective story, it makes sense for him to be an imperfect Mm. um, character for us, because if he knew everything already, we would know everything already, and there's no story there. There's no
2: movie to watch, right? I like your plan, except it sucks, so let me do the plan, and that way it might be really good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I agree. I think that that it is very much a... um, a like un- not fully formed Batman, he's right, not right. Batman yet. He's he's getting there because that's why I think the suit is so low grade. And I think that, uh, the next iteration of the suit, the next iteration of the Batmobile, the next it's like he's gone through these trials and now he's like, okay, I need to prepare for the next movie and uh, <laughs> upgrade my gear. So, yeah, I,
1: think, I-, I hope they don't lean go too hard in that direction because yeah. for me, that's like. When when every movie is just a stepping stone to the next movie that's, right. like, going to be the upgraded version, bur- you know, for me, that's very, like, played out kind of in life. Yeah. It, it, and, and it's a little bit of what still drives me a little bit less about this movie is we're getting away from the emotional center of this narrative, right? We're getting away from what is the story, what serves this film. Let's set the superhero bullshit
0: aside. Let's, you yeah. know. Eh. Well, I think that this movie does stand alone pretty pretty well. Um, it does yeah. plant seeds for sequels. And I think it, the original intent was to make this movie a standalone until they said, wait, how do we make more money?
1: You know what I'm really hoping for? What? The Matt Reeves cut. The Matt- I'm really hoping for a director's cut of this. 17 hours. That just proves me. That yeah. that, that, that just satisfies <laughs> what I want to see in this yeah. movie. You know, I would more. love to be like, oh, yeah, that's the movie I wanted. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree, Matt. <laughs> you did it. So ultimately, you think that the Joker scene should have stayed. Personally, I think it was m- a much stronger scene than many of the scenes we saw in the last 30 to 45. It's minutes a pretty
0: solid now. scene. Uh we we he's kind of in out of focus mo- most of the scene until we start to see that he's like severely disfigured and it's kind of a disturbing thing. And
1: if we're going to reveal the Joker at the end anyway as being like yeah. a character that we are going to clearly be engaging with more as the series goes on. I'm yeah. not sure how many films they're hoping to make, but I really don't think it hurts to have an extra four minutes where we can really fall in love with their portrayal and be yeah. excited to see him again. Right? You know. Right. I'm, you know, I would. If anything, it would have made it would have made the reveal of the Joker at the end less like irley for me.
0: It was a little too. It's not for like
1: any audience is surprised the Joker is going to be involved in a Batman movie. Yeah. He's the villain that is the most beloved by
0: all. And I think that I really do think. And I was hoping for this in The Dark Knight Rises, which was the sequel, but we could not get this because of Heath Ledger's uh, unfortunate, untimely passing. But, you know, multiple movies with the Joker and cohorts versus Batman. I think that that is what I need (laughs) in at least two consecutive movies where... It's almost like there's a rematch. It's like the Luke Skywalker versus Darth Vader. You know what I mean? It's, it, yeah, yeah. Luke loses the first time in Empire, and then he wins. Well, loses again, actually. <laughs> Return of the Jedi, technically. Uh, Could have won. Could have won, but the
1: Emperor. Yeah. yeah. And to Angie's point, it was a strong scene, but story-wise, she understands why they cut it. Yeah. In this context, I agree, but I'm coming from like the frame, like in the in the story I'm writing in my head. In yeah. the story, I'm, in, in the way the script ends in my head, I feel like that could have fit perfectly into what I wanted the movie to be. Yeah. And in my movie, there are, there are no bombs. There is no water-filling Gotham. Right. There, the incels, I think, were a really interesting idea. The idea that he has followers and, like, yeah. I, I like the way they were kind Very of modern. trying to tie into our times and stuff. But I think it was already interesting enough just having them referenced in the social media and being yeah. involved um like emo like right. emotionally. Instead I think that like- was almost enough. And there could have been a couple more little ways of um making that palatable or yeah. palpable to the audience. But I really didn't need them to be
0: literally dressed literally- exactly the same and and come I, on, I, we
1: know in real life those people aren't some, you know, I mean, even yeah. in the movie, of course, they weren't presented as some super soldiers that were really right. effective. But at that point, then why are they the final boss battle yeah. that Batman has to fight? A bunch of like, a bunch of incels that don't know what they're doing?
0: I think a, a little thing that took me out of that scene, too, was that they were all perfectly dressed. I feel like they could have all been like a hodgepodge of... And different... there was no real effort put in to make it feel
1: like that's, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. That's who they were. That they were this like hodgepodge group of incels from Gotham that were just... You know, riddlers in waiting, right? It it didn't feel like that. They just felt like henchmen. Right. It was like we're fighting the henchmen, but the supervillains are already in jail. So like, it's a bunch of like punching. Yeah. It it was. (laughs) It felt so much like a forced excuse to have a climactic action scene. Yeah. With bombs exploding and people in the water, you know, in danger, and that he has to. It just felt so forced. It was it, and it did not serve the story, in my opinion. I think. It did not help me get any insight into who Batman is. It didn't help me learn anything about where his character is going. It was just, honestly, for me, kind of boring. Can we get this over with?
0: Well, I would argue that him, like literally almost sacrificing himself with taking the taking the batarang off his chest and and slicing the the electric wire, I think that that was a moment that was like that could be arguably what that was all about was him sacrificing himself for, for uh, sure. Kevin. But you, surviving. Yeah. <laughs> you can make that argument. I don't buy yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> it says as fans, we do write our story. I completely thought- Oh, she said y'all could keep Heath's the Joker. Hey, Oh my. <laughs> own. It says, I think that was a shot. At Proud Boys, you know, cameo for the current times. I agree with that, actually. That yeah, was- no,
1: totally. Well, yeah, and maybe not even them specifically, but that whole, you know, there's a, there's enough of them. Yeah, they're all those all those clowns.
0: Also, speaking of seven,
2: oh, what's in the box? What's in the what's in the box? <laughs> but,
1: but, but you know, to her point, I felt that cameo wasn't forced, reinforced enough. through the social media dialogue that we kind of see on screen just the fact that the riddler is obviously such a crazy psychopath and that there are any number of people in the comment section supporting him and being and and egging him on and uh all that i I felt like that was accomplished in in that uh, enough you know yeah they could have been utilized in other story ways if they wanted but to me that was a bridge too far making them the final boss battle it just doesn't
0: Makes sense. To well, me. I don't know. I, I feel like they could have all been like Kyle Rittenhouse looking, <laughs> like just like. But you know what I mean. Like that, that's not a. This is the final set piece. That yeah. is
1: not. That is not like. It didn't feel like. That is scale. not a worthy adversary. Right. You know they are no different or better than the the henchman he fights in the first action scene when right, he just punches uh, at the subway them station. Yeah it's it's just that that's not. If you're gonna have a climactic action scene with henchmen scrap the climactic action scene and let's have an actual badass psychological climax with the riddler who was such a better character and we needed more paul dano anyway give me more
0: yeah i think he's coming i think they're just gonna all accumulate throughout the series and then I hope they do. I hope that Batman does have to fight like literally almost send them all back to Arkham. Send them all back. They'll to They'll have Arkham. the Arkham prison break. They'll break, and then he's got to go collect them all. And <laughs> it'll be it'll be really gotta catch
3: them all. <laughs>
0: exactly. Oh, I should get that as a sound effect. Uh, Angie's with you on that. Oh, let's say let's but let's look at some of the great things about that movie. That car chase was one of the craziest, so good. amazing car chases I've ever seen, and it was in the rain. Was it the best since The French Connection? It might have been the best car chase I've seen ever i just want to pretend like i know stuff about cinema history yeah you know? french connection that was the one with gene haxman yeah that's the one <laughs> <Victory>. <laughs> that is it uh well any, any no it was
1: thoughts?
0: a great movie yeah
1: i i, I will say uh, see it if you haven't uh a lot of great easter eggs like you mentioned if you're a big batman fan i think you will be happy even if you are like me and disappointed by the ending. Yeah, That's all right. You know, yeah. not everything has to be perfect. Not everything is perfect. Or maybe. will be. Or I can think, be. I think what the... <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: but um, I can talk about this movie for days. I have a feeling we got to go, though, huh?
0: Well, we can we can wrap it up. i actually going to see a concert today. I'm going to go see AFI, A Fire Inside, or Ask for it. Depends on your interpretation. The best car chase scene ever, says Ange. Yeah, it was legitimately the most incredible cart. Cause here's what I loved about it. It's that you could see it was very character driven. Yeah. So totally. to speak pun intended. <laughs> You've got, you can see Batman just not, he's not going to give up. Like he is completely determined, completely dedicated to that entire chase. And even when he's like spinning out and hitting things, you see how much like we learn about how, uh, Armor plated, the car is when when Penguin is shooting the window, and it's like it's bulletproof glass. It's it's fantastic, and yeah. Batman is not flinching. he's right, like right. I'm. It's a metaphor
1: to- for his tenacity, right? Yes,
0: he's. I'm going to catch you. You you. And there the is whole- no getting away from this Batman. Exactly. So yeah. that's what I loved about that scene. It's just. There's just no stopping him. Yeah. when he's got his uh, sights on you. God, I'm excited to see where they take yeah. the penguin from here. And, and it was so mythical for that moment to just happen to work out where he could jump through the flames. And uh, it was such a beautiful oh, moment. Money, yeah. Um, and he's upside down walking toward the penguin, just like terrified. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that to me was made. Me, that's the midpoint.
1: of Yeah, the movie yeah. The the horror that uh, Batman is able to spread into the hearts of his foes in that movie. was that was really expertly uh crafted and something yeah we're not we don't see a lot of or any of in other batman films
0: yeah like i've always felt like the the terror was just sort of played in the movie and in the script and not necessarily on the screen right you know what i mean like i feel like it's written into the characters it's written into what we see but like the fact that you can actually viscerally feel, feel it, yes, the adrenaline totally. of this guy trying his hardest to get away from Batman and just not succeeding. I mean, those opening shots of criminals committing uh, acts of
1: illegal activity and looking around just into shadowed corners, you know. Yes, and and we as an audience are ex- kind of expecting the Batman to emerge, and then he, but he doesn't. Right, you know that yeah. that that little montage or it, it is so good. It's
0: just so good. That is. This movie, I think, was the first movie where Batman did seem like a terrifying figure. Totally. But, uh, which was, which was uh, amazing. Thank you. Okay. You're <laughs> All right. Well, go see the Batman. Check out the new Joker scene that was deleted. Actually, Matt Reeves put that up on the internet, and we just watched it. If you are tuning in on the podcast, thank you for listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all the podcast platforms. Travis, where can they find you? Where can people find
1: you? You can find me on this podcast again one day, hopefully.
0: Yes, of course. You're always invited back, Ang, and... And everybody, I'm Uncle Ron, and, and everybody, and, and everybody on <laughs> Studio 8H and Wesley Plackey, Thank you guys for chatting, chiming into the conversation. It's always fun when we talk about comic books and movies and TV shows and music and current events. That's what this podcast is about, in case you didn't.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: You think? Well, of course, Travis, you're always welcome here at Aristotle Full Throttle. High five. Good job. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Just like George Bush in 2004. Hey, <laughs> all right. This is uh, the best car chase scene ever. Bye, Ange. This is going to be the 45-minute outro, Ange. Uh, just another shout-out I to can Ange.
2: destroy everything, but I'm not.
0: But I can.
3: I could do this all day.
0: All right, well, I don't know. Any final, final, final thoughts? Thanks, everybody. Thank you. All right, see you on... Uh, wait, I don't know when I'll see you guys next because I'm actually going to be... In San Diego for a week. I'm going to be working, but maybe I'll check in. If you guys are listening uh, or you guys are on Discord, I will check in with you guys on Discord. Uh, say hello to your mother for me. Good night, everybody. Take care of each other. Yes.